going on we're doing it again the summer of Striz continues and let me tell you it is the hottest summer in recorded uh history apparently and there is no coincidence there is zero coincidence that it's the summer of the Striz because the Striz is just so ridiculously hot ladies and gentlemen and there's no more proof needed go to Arizona you can fry an egg on the floor that's how hot it is, and it's because of the Striz. It is the Wednesday Locker Room Hameen Media, PW Hustle Networks. What is going on? My name is Billy Ray Valentine. Billy the Kid, Mecca G, coming straight out of your mama's bedroom to do a show for your ass right now. <laughs> Hell yeah. And of course, the Andrew Bello, my road dog, has a PhD in all sorts of shit. The God of Thunders here. What's up, buddy? Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody. What's going on, fellas? Nice to be back here. And I'm, I'm loving that this is a regular thing again. This is like this is a, a fantastic fixture in my life. Albeit, it is taking time away from my uh, from my time in the studio. So uh, the sacrifices I make for you, damn Marks. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> happy to be back here, man. And I, you know what, I got I got to say, all due respect to the main event, and we will give him his due here in a second. But while this is the summer of Striz. It's also the summer stash, baby. I think that's what's turning up the heat here on, mm. on on planet Earth, on the third rock from the sun. It's getting a little closer to the sun every day as this stash adds <laughs> slightly to our gravitational mass. I think there might be something to that. I think you're absolutely right. I don't know why I didn't take that into account. It is continuously growing. It, is, it has a mind of its own, that oh. thing on your face that you call a mustache. Um Take a picture and please tweet describe. it out to the people so they can see what this thing is. I, I don't mean, want the people getting too excited. If, if, be- he, if he didn't describe it as a mustache, I don't know how I would describe it. It's just like something crawled on Bellow's face and passed away. <laughs> not, not exactly sure. But but I did hear there are some hoes in this house, Bells. There are some hoes in this house. Is this true? There could be some hoes in this house, certainly. I mean, well, actually, it's just the three of us this week, so... Unless you guys want to share anything, there are no hoes in this house. There are no hoes in this house. Not this week, but next week, the hoes will be back, most likely. All right, Bells, do your thing, bro. All right, well, he's not a hoe. He is a pimp, Mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen. As we all know, pimping ain't easy. He is the main event, and he comes to us from the island of Rhode by way of the Denver airport. He stands at six feet, 6.6 inches tall, weighing in. At an unbelievably svelte 666 pounds, all biceps. There mm. they are. You can't see them, but we get to see them. Sucks to be you. He is the master of the massive memories, the connoisseur of the colossal kajungas, and the hunker of huge hoarders. <laughs> He's sexy. He's Stranglery, Strangler, Steve, Cash! 
<laughs> Boom. Boom. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Another Boom. awesome one by Bells. I, I don't know minute. how many weeks we heard that. <laughs> I don't know. My neighbors crazy. can tell you. Uh, <laughs> they're like chalking up on the wall like yeah, they're God damn it. That's the 300th time I've heard that asshole do that. At this point, they've now figured out who Strangler Steve King is. Right, they've right. constructed a dartboard. They, 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 they Google searched it like, who the fuck is this guy? He keeps screaming. Oh, okay. They've suddenly then, become big fans of Yokozuna next door. It's weird. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> then well, they realized who Chris was, and they were like, dead. fuck me. Let's, let's not bark up that tree. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead, sir. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, for those who haven't seen Bellow's beautiful mustache, it just looks like now he has four eyebrows, two above his eyes and two below Yo. his eyes. They're like the exact same length and width and color of his eyebrows. It's uh, all too perfect. real, folks. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's exactly what his mustache looks like. But hey, like I, I said, go, see it now. I'm going to go fucking shave. I can't. <laughs> Every day, like you said, you get a little closer to the sun with that stash, man. It looks great. Debonair Bellow is his new name. Ooh, you know, like Debonair Bellows. That's dope. That's dope. You should, you should keep that. Um, all right. Uh, you know, you guys have been sending me videos off and on about the flat earth, right? Yeah. Actually. And, and, and now I'm all in it. Now, whenever I see these things, I'm, I just sit and watch and, and see what's up. Um, you know, and, and I'm starting to, to lean towards, you know, maybe, maybe we're living under a dome. And I was asking my wife, I'm like, do you think we live under a dome? And she looked at me like I was stupid. <laughs> and she was like, why do you think we live under a dome? I'm like, well, it says it in the Bible. You know, she's like, what are you talking about? And then we went over it, you know. Um, and I'm like, the Bible is a flat earth text. <laughs> you know, at least it could be interpreted that way. Um, uh, by the way, I'm going to Flat Toberfest. Um, uh, I've been invited to go. Um, Mark Devlin is presenting at Flat Toberfest. Uh, and he hit me up and he asked me to be his plus one. And I'm like, hell yeah, I'll be your fucking plus one. So I'm going to Las Vegas, Flat Toberfest in October for a weekend. Taking wow. a wife too, I think. I think between between us guys, I think I'm gonna ask her to marry me again when we're what? done. So so um, so uh, Bello disappeared. Where yeah, I think he was he was his video and sound were not lining up, so I think he's uh, just well, coming maybe. back in in a sec. Well, I, I, yeah, I, that's pretty cool, man. Did, does yeah. she have any idea that you're gonna? No, 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 no. Do no. the second marriage thing? No, no, no. I'm, I'm gonna ask her to do it in front of Elvis. You know, that's what I want to do. Wow. Is Elvis she an Elvis thing. fan? She no, not at all. She hates Elvis. It's, it's <laughs> nothing to do with her and everything to do this with her. Literally, right. yeah. So, <laughs> this is a BRV uh right, right. brought to you by the uh BRV Institute of uh Love and Technology. <laughs> and and pure Sponsored and by selfishness. <laughs> anyway, but, yeah. but yes, that's what that's what I want to get done. But I, I will be going down there, Lord willing. It's gonna be fun. Do you uh, think they'll welcome people from all around the globe? <laughs> like the Flat Earth Society did that on Facebook a couple I'm years a, I'm ago. A, I'm gonna come in and say that. I'm be like, yeah, you know, from all around the globe, I'll get kicked out of there immediately. <laughs> um, but uh, it, that should be interesting. I'll, I'll take some video and say, of course, you guys will see it, you know. But maybe I'll I'll let the people in on whatever whatever they they let me take uh, footage of. Should be fun. I'm interested. I'm, I'm if they I'm, give you one of those name tags that say "Hello, my name is," you should write "Ice Wall Valentine." Dope. That's another one. You gave me two. There it is. Already. Mecca G and Ice Wall, baby. Cody Ro Cody Lodes, Ice Wall Valentine, baby. <laughs> Wait a minute. The Cody Lodes thing was you. <laughs> <laughs> but it continues to grow, is what I'm saying. The list of, 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 of names for him. Right, right. Bellows is starting, uh, he's starting to scare me. He's disappeared. Uh oh. Completely. Maybe you had to run outside and have a cigarette break for a second. 
Oh, well, it might just be you and me, Striz, but we got it. might just be. We got this. We're going to do. Oh, there he is. As soon as I spoke a little bit too soon, I was I was a bit, I was a bit happy. I was like, you know, we're not going to have to deal with Bell. There for time, but there he is. He's back. And and uh, we're all better for There Bell's you go. But can you explain um, yeah. to people what we I have all of a sudden uh, Billy Ray went silent and I knew eventually that this had to end despite the fact that it was glorious for a little while. <laughs> so I signed off. I came back on. Here we are. I already got my one miracle for the night. The Mets won. So here we are. Hell yeah, the Yankees. I was watching. I was like, the hell's yeah, going Pete on? Pete Alonzo won. Really? That was it. He like single-handedly mauled the Yankees tonight. So uh, yeah, him won. And Justin Verlander did his thing, but that, yeah. you know, uh, it's rare any of this happens. So I'm I'm glad. Right, right, yeah. right, right. I, I was telling the Striz that that I might get get married at, at Vegas again with uh, with Elvis. What do you think? You're gonna get married to Elvis? I mean, all right. There's several oh. several things we need to unpack there. Um, <laughs> Pause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pause. Right. No, uh, no. Um, Elvis will marry my wife and I. Again, like a throuple kind that, of thing. Tell, and tell Bella what your wife thinks about Elvis. Oh, she hates him. Oh, she hates she, him. I don't. You know, she's not a fan. Right. Oh, oh. So Elvis is gonna. Elvis is gonna be the like the minister at a yeah, wedding. I'm Vegas, and I'm getting married by Elvis. At least oh, that's man. the plan. Oh, Billy Ray, don't be cruel. <laughs> you ain't in nothing but a hound dog. Oh, nice, nice. Here we go. Smack that. Well, since my baby left me, I had a new place to dwell. Well, it's down at the end of Jabroni driving. Oh, God. Smack down hotel. I said, I feel so lonely, baby. I feel so lonely. I feel so lonely. I can die. All right. No more. Uh-huh. No more. Bravo. You got to pay for the rest. Only fringe. That's pretty good. $5, $5 a month, and you get to hear me sing only fringe, not only fans, only fringe. Go go look up Billy Ray Valentine. We'll, right. call, it, we'll call it the $5 audio face slap. <laughs> a lot of things <laughs> happened. A lot of things happened here Um, um, unprofessional wrestling that I want to talk about, in particular with Blood and Guts. We did our last episode on AEW, and we went down the rules that AEW had laid out for their wrestlers and it was going to be hardcore and people were going to get fined and they were going to get permission. So apparently somebody said, we'll start that next week. Not right now. <laughs> Do whatever the hell you want. Blood and Guts was a hell of a freaking match. You know, whether you like that sort of stuff or not, it was crazy. I do want to talk about the greatest wrestler in the world, Kota Ibushi, who did not look great at all, Whoa. in my opinion. I want, oh, you thought he looked great? What's up? No, I mean, you, Dom's not the greatest wrestler in the world. The fuck? He, he, <laughs> what, he, what happened? Kota Bushi used to be the greatest wrestler in the world up until Dom Dom came, who is now the greatest wrestler in the okay. world. Just wanted to Thank make sure. It. Yeah, yeah. Right. Thank you for allowing me to clarify. Dom Dom is not only the greatest wrestler in the world, but quite possibly the greatest human in the world. Um, I, I find nobody more entertaining than Dom Dom right now. Dom Dom could run for president and I would vote for him. I mean, he has mommy next to him, for, for God's sakes. Well, I mean, there's nothing. I mean, come on. You know, so anyway, regardless, I want to talk about, about Blood and Gluts. And then I do want to talk about Dom Dom. And um, and uh, he beat the trash out of Zami Zayn this week. I mean, slapped him up a few times. It was freaking easy. No outside interference, no nothing. Just beat his ass. Dope. So I want to talk about that. And I think, I think he should be the next intercontinental champion of the world. I think he should... Take uh, his North American title that he won uh, clean, 
and, and he beat the trash out of Wesley. He, I think he should take that title. And then he should go to Gunther, smack him in the face a couple of times and be like, hey, I want to fight you. And then he beats Gunther and takes both belts and merges them as one, the new North American Intercontinental title. And Don Don will be the first champ. What do you think of this? This is a dope idea, isn't it, Bells? It's a fantastic uh, idea. Oh, I was really hoping you'd kick the Striz first on this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get right away, so I went to you before we go to Striz. What's up? Come on. Yeah, no to all of that, right? Like, uh, I mean, unless <laughs> unless somehow Judgment Day gets super over and flops over into babyface territory, like none of that's ever going to happen, right? Like, uh, you you know that's not going to happen, right? Because Gunther's not ever going to suddenly become like a giant babyface. That's just not going to happen. They're not going to have a heel heel thing where like the fucking underdog heel overcomes the what the fuck am I even saying? None of this makes sense. None of this is going <laughs> to happen like that. That's what I'm saying. None of it makes sense. So uh, is 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 you know optimistic as you may be about Dom Dom. I'm sorry. That's I'm just, just saying who beats this guy? Who beats Gunther for this belt? Who? Who's gonna do it? Right? If anybody's gonna do it, you have to pick the guy with the most momentum, right? The guy with with the most uh, uh, um um swag and and drip in the entire company. The thug, you know, pulling women from Buddy Murphy, smack Buddy Murphy in the face a couple of times and took his check. It has to be Dom Dom, Dominic Mysterio. There is no one better. Striz, what's up? Well, you know, uh, in two weeks from now, I'm sure next week we'll probably do SummerSlam predictions. Yes. But uh, if we want to get ahead by one week on that, I would have to say that um, if he was going to lose, um, Drew McIntyre is challenging him for the belt at SummerSlam in Detroit. And uh, he, um, he's he got a little bit of momentum coming in and making a big fiery baby face come back so if anybody's gonna do it be him would i if i were booking have him drop it to drew nope i'd have him beat the honky tonk man's record which he's getting close to but they don't haven't really i don't think they've given the number of days i I hadn't been paying attention uh this week because um is is, is he on raw or is he on smackdown he's on raw okay because i i've been finding it really hard to pay attention to raw and it's just like this week alone when i was watching I looked at my uh, phone to see what time it was. I'm like, oh, my God, there's a whole hour left of the show. <laughs> and it took the wind right out of my sails. And I was, I think I went into a slight depression. And then I just fell back into, like, the Instagram scrolling and, like, watching memes and videos and stuff. So Raj is not doing it for me. I try. I try every week because I want to love the show. But it's just it's just been really hard. And I'm very bored with the whole Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar thing. So it's been tough. But to stay on topic, I mean – Dom Dom is Intercontinental Champion. Maybe not today, but maybe definitely someday. But uh, right now, it's cool yeah. to see him with the, with the belt because his girl's the world champion and everything. So, you know, you got to you know, you get some to you, gold, too. I want to play this for you real quick. I'm sorry right. to interrupt you. But you said... That's cool. I love being interrupted. It's awesome. <laughs> you said that, that um, you know, you couldn't take Monday Night Raw anymore and that it was really weighing on you and you find it really hard to concentrate and to watch Monday. This is like the saddest Michael Jackson song. You're gonna make right. Me cry. And, and I totally understand. And, and, and I feel your pain and I want you to know that you, no matter how it must feel, you know, when you're sitting there in front of that television, no matter how it must feel when you're thinking about the hours leading up to raw, you sir are not alone. Okay. You're not alone. Here we go. Raw sucks all the time. Though 
forever changed. I can keep going, but like I said, only 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 fringe, five dollars. You're not alone, Striz. All right, we're with you. It's good to go know that, that I have people like you in my corner. Oh, thank you, thank you. Go ahead, sir. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I will no, not let it happen again. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, like, you know, maybe not today for Dom Dom, but definitely down the road, he's gonna be a main player. I mean, right now he's still getting lots of heat, which is great. And, um, you know, it's been completely manufactured on WWE's behalf with them turning the heat up whenever he takes the mic, but that's fine. Like, you know, that's what you do in wrestling. You just gotta train the crowd to have them react the way you want them to react. And people have fallen into line with it and they love to hate the kid. And, uh, you know, it's, it's probably the her, he and um, uh, mommy have like the best bit of business right there with the judgment day. Yes. And, um, I don't know. I can see um, Rhea and Dom almost. It sounds weird, but I can see them actually kind of turning babyface down the road, maybe yeah. like six months or so, like kind of going into the Royal Rumble. Something happens or something like that. The Judgment Day tosses them out, but like they they're still like kind of together. I don't know. It's just I don't have anything specific about it, but just I can see like the crowd wanting to cheer them together, kind of. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think he should come in at number one. Uh, the Royal Rumble and go all the way, go the distance and and throw out Gunther in the process. And then Gunther's like, what the hell, man? Why'd you throw me out? And he's like, I'm Dom Dom, man. I'm a thug, man. And then they have <laughs> so we do it in the yard. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> no, no, no. All jokes aside, who, you know, like uh, on top of that, right? Like, I, I mean, I do love then they, the only father-son combination ever start at number one and go all, all the way through the Rumble, him and Rey Mysterio. That's dope. I'd like that. That that's a nice thing, and it can be done. They should do it. You know, they should do it one and two, and have them going the whole time, and then Gunther throws them both out. No, no. What I'm saying is, if, if Dom started as number one and went all the way through, oh. and like and uh, Ray, Ray did too, like ten years ago. When oh, he, I see what you mean. Yeah, when he won the Rumble. Yeah. So they'd be the only father and son who ever started at number one individually and went all the way through. Dom Dom has a lot of potential. Oh yeah, but, Dom Dom will but, be a multi-time Intercontinental Champion. When it's yeah, awesome. I think so too. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think he's I think he's beating Gunther. You guys heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. A year from now, uh, when when Dom Don is the IC champion, I, I will be even more obnoxious than I normally am. Just giving you a heads Good up. Lord help us. Yeah, but uh, I don't I don't think he's gonna be beating Gunther necessarily for this belt. But you have gotten me kind of like my wheels spinning on who the hell it could eventually be. That was my next question. Yeah, um, who will be Gunther? Can I, I go mean, first? It, yeah, go. Oh, if you've got an idea, yeah, go ahead. I not mean, Dom it, Dom. No, not Dom Dom. I mean, I, I mean, I would like it to be Dom Dom, you know. Fair but uh, if if it's if it's somebody, right? If we're gonna make someone, and and it, we're not gonna make someone off of Roman Reigns, apparently, because I don't know what's going on there, you know. And even if Cody Rhodes does beat him, um, Cody Rhodes is already made, you know. So it'll just be you know ending the story or whatever. So if we're gonna make someone, get a Braun Breaker. Yeah. To come over and beat the guy. Yes. I'd love that. Go ahead, um, go ahead. Billy go ahead. Ray, did you did you ever see um Ilya Dragunov versus uh Gunther? I did in not. NXT UK for the UK championship. Mm-mm. They put uh Ilya Dragunov over, but it was a freaking war of a match. They probably went 30 or 40 minutes. Yeah. And they beat the ever living shit out of each other. Mm. And you know, there's an argument, like and I've said this in the past, that's really not what professional wrestling is. Yeah. But it made everybody believe because they were really beating the living crap out of each other. So, like, if somebody who wasn't a wrestling fan just sat and watched that match, they'd be like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> you know, because it make you it make you believe because they their bodies were purple. 
afterwards. So, you know, if they were ever thinking of bringing that kid up, they've already got a good rapport in the ring together, and it'd be a great way to help make a kid because, you know, 95% of the WWE universe doesn't know who he is, and, you know, they don't watch NXT to begin with. You know, you maybe catch a couple matches, maybe WrestleMania weekend, but you don't maybe watch the whole thing, especially not during the whole year. They can make that kid, but uh, and his English is actually good enough where he can still do a promo. So, a lot of people who speak English as a second or third language, it's hard for them to pick up that promo skill. But he he has enough in the in the uh, where he knows how to you know get his point across and stuff. So he could be like a little sleep horse there, where they're thinking, well, who can we get to be the guy? I think it'd be a great way to make him. Dope. Um, isn't Dragon off? And I, I don't know this. I've seen him a, a few times, but I don't know too much about him. Isn't he the size of me? Isn't he a small? Yeah, guy? he's not. He's not a tall dude. He's probably like five eight, five nine, and probably yeah, about literally twenty pounds. Me. Right, 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 right. All right, okay. Well, at least you, you know he's like he's he's really fit. I mean, he mm-hmm. obviously no, works out really hard. He's got big legs. You know, he's a, he's an athlete. You know what I mean? Yeah. He does not like he doesn't work out like you look at a, some dude who's like a house, like big body Javi, some guy in NXT who probably hasn't lifted a weight ever. Right. And has a job for God knows what reason. Right. But, uh, you know, at least this guy, Dragunov, looks like somebody, you know? No, I'd love to see it, bro. I'm going to go back and watch that match on your recommendation. I'm sure it's a, it's a freaking... I think oh, you love it. it. Yeah, I, I think I heard about it when it happened, but I didn't actually watch, watch the match. Bells, what's up, bro? Yeah, um, I like your idea with Breaker. Uh, Braun Breaker was kind of like the first place my mind went to, I think only because there's like kind of some some vague parallels between him and Warrior, right? And like you're, if you're going to evoke mm-hmm. this moment of him coming back, uh, you know, this kind of modern body guy wearing bright colors, it's like it's 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 kind of like he's kind of like the closest thing NXT or, or WWE's got to like a young aspiring warrior type i suppose but yeah i i could see something like that that'd be a really fun kind of throwdown too if especially if they kind of set it up in like the same way that they did with honky talk like maybe gunther's got some big important match against you know maybe one of the guys from imperium finally you know steps up and they're gonna have something like that and then oh no he can't make it boom you know hit the music Braun breaker comes out and 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 we've got kind of like a a very similar moment to to the one where the honky talk lost uh, the title all those years ago so that that would be kind of cool although I, my 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 first thought did go to brown breaker but i would kind of almost want it to be like an like an undersized like super underdog kind of baby face like i don't know what they're doing with tyler bait these days but like that's a guy i know could go out there and have a killer match with gunther for 25 minutes probably like i'm sure they had a uk nxt uk title match at some point uh and then Pete Dunn would be the other guy I'd probably go right. to if they were ever going to do anything with this guy, break him loose from this whatever butch, whatever the fuck that is, set him back to doing what he was doing, have him go out there and, and let him and Gunther throw down for a little while. That'd be fun. No, I'd, I'd love to see all of that, man. Those are all good options. Um, but as far as who's winning, or, would it be I'm sorry. One more yeah. thing just popped in my right, head. Good. Considering we're always talking about, you know, when's when's this guy going to get his push? Like, is this the Montez Ford spot? Like, does Montez Ford fucking beat him for the IC title? That kind of would solidify him as a yeah. singles guy almost immediately. But I feel like I haven't person. seen him forever. Yeah, it's been a while. Maybe, maybe you know, Docs has kind of been holding his own for a while. They could split them up or at least give them singles pads. I with think the they're end. both ready. Yeah, yeah they're both good. They're both that would good. Be, that'd be a huge, like, you know, if we're looking for a baby face to push and somebody who's got some some huge upside. Yeah, Tez. Let's that's let's a, go that right. That's a great pick. I didn't even think of it. And you're absolutely right. I think I think that will go off uh, very well. I'd like to see it. All right. Time's flying by. 
<laughs> for some reason. We're going to talk about uh, uh, um, Blood and Guts. I want to I I talk about Blood and Guts. Steve, I know you saw it. I tried yeah. to get Bells to watch it. I tried. I was like, Bells, you should watch it. Bells was like, no. nah, I got better things to do. I'm going to go on living my life. I was like, okay, Bells. And then I, I sat down and watched, and, and, and I know you watched, Riz. Yeah. I, was, I was entertained, but I was, I was cringing a lot because I'm old now. And I used to watch this in ECW before and be like, oh, but still, it wasn't this. Yeah, it was this level of cringe sometimes. But uh, but I, I mean, I was like, oh, man, what are they doing? Why are they doing this? Like, why is John Moxley doing this shit? You know, like I kept saying that to myself. The thumbtacks came out, you know, and, and you know what I really hate? And I've, I've mentioned this before, but I'm going to mention it again before I turn it over to you for your critique. Stretch. These these synchronized moves, it, I, I can't stand them. If you do them once. In the entire night, fine. But they, especially in a Young Bucks match and Kenny Omega, they do about three or four synchronized moves in the same match, meaning they will all somehow get their opponent into a submission or they will all do like stereo moonsaults together. Um, it, it's fake and it makes it look even more fake, you know, when, when they're doing stuff like that. And, and a lot of that went down during this match. Overall, I was in, I enjoyed the match. I don't I don't want any I don't want to, you know anybody to get me wrong, but there was there were some critiques to it, and that was those were mine anyway. And I do want to talk about Kota Bushi later. What's up, sir? Yeah, I mean those are good critiques, and yeah, it just looks phony when it's just it's supposed to be a match that's simulating war games. And how would you ever have the chance to, you know? All right, everybody, set your watches to twelve oh one and thirty two seconds. We're hit that moonsault. You yeah. know, X, Y, and Z, that's just it's silliness. But that's what got them over with silliness. Right. Having super kick parties and having 75 super kicks in a match. Ha ha, we mocked the business and still got over. This is the business that you see them do in the ring. Yeah. That's what they did. Kenny Omega got famous being in stupid uh, matches in Japan where he's wrestling guys with his pants down to his ankles <laughs> and putting his fingers up a guy's ass in the corner. I think it's fucking disgusting. I think it's an absolute sacrilege in the wrestling ring. I know the fucking blood and sweat and tears that I've poured into the ring over the years, and along with thousands of other guys who did the same as me and never got to the point of where these guys are, but they got famous for essentially selling their souls and doing shit like that in the ring to get themselves on the shows hmm. and didn't give a fuck if it hurt the business or not. So long as they got their $100 payday, they were good to go with it, but somehow got out of the DDT uh, promotion and got on to New Japan where they got to have some matches where they could showcase their actual talent rather than being gay for pay and doing whatever the gay promoter wanted them to do so he could get off in the locker room watching, you know, homosexual acts in the wrestling ring. Right. And uh, I think it, it, that kind of shit, especially nowadays, it lives forever because of the internet. And no matter how good you are, no matter how many stars another guy wants to give your match, Someone has that as their weapon to take away your credibility, and you have to say, "Well, you know, you did do that. You know, you did wrestle a blow-up doll. You did wrestle a nine-year-old girl. You did put your right. fingers up a guy's ass. You know, in a in a match. Like, yeah. and uh, you know, hey, screw you. <laughs> you know, and but you know, people are still willing to. You know, I guess some fans are willing to forgive him for that shit and just watch what he does today and critique him on that, but. Unfortunately, the damage has been done. But thank God, like, uh, it is, like, kind of fringy shit. So, like, you won't go to work and hear people talk about that kind of wrestling. But there's there are people who know about it. You know what I mean? It's it's embarrassing. And it's just, it's a it's a 
in my opinion, a real scar on the business. But what am I to say? I never got the full-time job with the big money company. So apparently I should have been doing that kind of stuff. But you know, the thing is, the difference between he and me is that if they told me to do that and they would lead me to a big time job, I'd still say no. Yeah. Because I have fucking integrity. Right. And that's just the way it is. And he can say, well, I, I, I'm a millionaire. I'm like, well, enjoy that money. But, you know, you're, you, know, you did what you did. I guess it was worth it to you. Then so be it. But, uh, you know, the match I thought was gore for the sake of gore. I'm not right. a big fan of that. I don't mind. I don't mind uh, wrestling matches that have blood. If it's built to that and that, you know, when, and I use this as my, my blood match was when, uh, I think it was WrestleMania 12, uh, Austin versus Bret Hart during the double turn. Bret comes in as a 13. heel. I mean, a baby face. Yeah, Stone Cold comes in the heel and they leave the opposite. Stone Cold's a baby face afterwards who passes out from blood loss, never gives up to the sharpshooter. Bret holds onto the move, won't let go, becomes a heel. It was an absolute perfect match, WrestleMania 13. Yeah. And uh, that was the perfect use of blood. And they had, there was a lot of it, but it wasn't like gushing out of someone's elbow. Stone Cold had it coming running down his teeth. But it wasn't like, like say, a couple years later when Eddie Guerrero pretty much almost oh, took God. his entire head off and you could have twisted off his scalp and counted the wrinkles on his brain, for God's sakes. Jesus. But, uh, you know, this match that, you know, the blood and guts match was just gore for the sake of gore and uh, you know, and, that, and that no one left elevated out of the match. No one left leaving stronger than they came in at. Everybody just kind of looks no different than who they were. Like they hang, what's his name? Uta Wheeler by a chain around his neck. So they put the finish on the cheap, the weakest guy in the match. So right, right. nobody's elevated through that. He wasn't elevated from not being the guy that didn't lose the match. He didn't win the match for his team. He was just, he was the underneath guy coming in. Uh, like he's Kota Obushi makes his debut, doesn't know what the fuck he's doing in that kind of a match. He was completely lost. Yeah. They play his he's the last guy in the ring. He's the last baby face to make his way to the ring. All the baby face tag team partners that are on his team are all getting their asses whooped. So what would you do in that situation? <laughs> would you take 14 minutes to walk down the ring with your arms around your sides going, Oh my god. You know, I'm finally here and I've arrived. Or would you fucking beeline That's your boy, Billy Ryan. 95 million miles an hour and opening up everybody's head because you're going in there stiff as fuck and going, you know, I got, I got to get my team to win, but no, apparently nobody explained to him. Okay. So at this point in the match, you're going to want to come in hot. They don't, they don't explain things in AEW. Like the, the why, what what we're, why we're doing this or apparently he watches wrestling and doesn't realize all my partners are getting their asses kicked and they're all bleeding. I'm going to take eight minutes, really get my shit over, get my music playing. (laughs) Makes all the sense in the world, but you, when you come from trash wrestling and you never learned psychology, you're a trash wrestler who doesn't know psychology. So he's got the full time job, and I don't, so he must know more than me. But he, you know, but there he is taking his fucking time getting down there. Didn't know what to do when he got in the ring either. Didn't know how to sell uh, landing on thumbtacks. Didn't know how to sell getting punched in the head. I don't, Dude, tell you, I don't know what you could have possibly liked about this match. I mean, there were some like spectacles. Yeah. Like, 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 you know, whatever. Like, um, at one point, I think it was Willie Yuta and uh, Matt Jackson on the top of the cage. Don't know how they got up there. Don't know how they got down. But all of a sudden, they were there. And, uh, you know, they did some spots up there that were kind of dangerous. And it never led towards anything that was further in the match. It was just 
something on top of the cage for the sake of having something on top of the cage. And that was it. Yeah. It was never brought into the match as part of the story or why they felt they needed to go up there or who was escaping what for what particular reason. It was just, hey, let's go up to the top of the cage now. Great idea. So <laughs> me, I mean you, top of the cage. Right. Let's now. do it. <laughs> then what? That will then then we'll climb down and do more stuff on the inside Naturally. cage. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, for the average wrestling fan who will just sit and kind of like just lazy-eyed watch a match and just like kind of absorbing content kind of thing. They probably thought, oh, wow, that was a crazy match. But to somebody like a Ben Hameen watching that match with a critical eye will be pulling his fucking beard out going, what in the ever-loving fuck are we doing here? Because yeah. you could have built that match to be a roller coaster of who's coming out and why. And then this guy's coming out. Why? Why is this guy the third guy out as opposed to the first guy out? Are we building to a crescendo? So when that fucking last baby face comes in here, now let the war games begin. I know it wasn't called war games. I know it's called blood and guts. But still, when that last guy gets in there, still that's when the match begins because you can't have a finish until everybody's involved in the match. So you figure that last guy in is going to be the hot potato, right? But no, let's just go out there and have a fucking complete one-hour clusterfuck. Let's all gig. Let's get as much blood on everybody as possible because, you know, bloodborne diseases are awesome. And, um, you know... Let's just go out there and let's leave it all in the ring, brother. But what do we go after here? Well, what do you mean? But where, where does this leave? Like in six months from now, are we going to be like saying, when you look back at what happened at Blood and Guts, oh, no, no. This is just a cold match for tonight. Yeah. What happens after here will never be mentioned ever again. Well, then why are we doing it? Oh, because it's Blood and Guts. Naturally. Yeah, well, you can't can't argue with that, ladies and gents. <laughs> you know, and and, and uh, from a from a fan standpoint, I'm I'm throwing it right to you, Bells. Sure. You know, I, I it was exactly how you mentioned it was it was in, I enjoyed it because it was a spectacle, not because of anything else, right? And and I try to still watch wrestling and not be bitten, right? Because then you're not gonna enjoy this shit, right? And for for a long time, I you know I plus you know Pack came back and and that's one of my favorites, you know, and, and I love Kotobushi. And when Coda came out, oh my God, I was I was thinking as you were, he looked like Joe Biden up there trying to give a speech and getting lost. Like I was like, what the Jill, fuck is going Jill. on? And he was like, about twenty pounds heavier than the last holy time. Holy crap! Not, not a good twenty pounds. He literally stood there, and and like, like he came out expecting a pop, and it, he right. kind of got a like a little pop. Or no, something. it was very weak. It was right, like we got something. There was something there, but it wasn't what he was expecting. But he came out with his hands and he kept throwing them up, and I'm like, well. You should be getting to the ring, but he was just, it looked weird. It looked off. You know, like like he didn't know what was going on. Yeah, like, is he turning heel? I'm thinking to myself, like, is, is he going to go in there and immediately turn on Kenny and hand the baby faces over to the heels? Yeah, it was it was weird. And then when he walked in, he couldn't hit a move to save his soul. No. All of his kicks landed in the air. I mean, there was a lot of parallels between Joe Biden. It was like, and as, as if he hadn't wrestled in, say, eight months, like, like cold, like no well, working out. No wrestling ring, no diet, literally just took eight months off and said, okay, I got a booking tomorrow. <laughs> and then just took his shit and went and put it on and went to the ring and went, oh, fuck, I have ring rust. Damn, it, it, was, it, was, it was difficult to watch. And like you said, he was at least 20 pounds heavier and it looked, he looked weird. He, he looked like he hadn't been working out. All right, Bells, what's up, man? Well, I mean, yeah, I heard a lot about this match having not actually watched it. And now I've heard quite a bit about this match having listened to the two of you. But um, I, I'm to understand that Moxley came out with a fork. So was that fork approved? 
two forks. Was two yes. forks? Yes, he so gave one to Cesaro. And this is an approved fork, or was the yeah. second yeah, fork maybe not fork. approved? Okay, it was. A... <laughs> but did the fork get a paycheck? Did, did, does the union know about this? Um, right, like but... the tines bent when you put it on somebody's head. <laughs> yeah, but... even still. But I mean, yeah. So they do the whole thing with the rules, and then things have to be approved. And then they do this whole match, which is like, just isn't that just signaling to everybody that all of this is just approved? Like, I, I yeah. think this is just the system that's just building in a stupid layer like it, it's building in like a layer of of of, of expendable bureaucracy it's going to be like you know what we're going to say that these guys have to clear all this shit with the with their agents or the producers on these matches or whatever it is and that way when the warner brothers people come calling we've got heads to roll that aren't our superstars and and it's going to end up being fucking Marn Anderson getting shit canned because somebody fucking kicked when he probably would have never approved it in the first place. But that's going to be how this ends up working out somehow. Um, but yeah, so that, I, I, all of this is 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 very interesting. Hearing that Ibushi was 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 out of whack was a, is is a little interesting. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, all all of this is uh, I, I'm it is what it is. I guess I mean it is blood and guts. They just decided to take like two factions and just like hey. You're the elite. You're kind of like the centerpiece of this whole show, and you're kind of the new awesome faction on the block, at least to the best of my understanding. With B, BCC, right? It's not BBC, right? Because that'd be a little, be a little awkward. Um, but yeah, the BBCC. Um, yeah, I, I mean, to me, I heard, I heard the, about the BCC again. Peripheral, non AEW fan here. Um, and I, I, I heard about this cool faction. My immediate thought was like, oh, awesome. They're finally going to push Cesaro towards a world title. Like, that was my first thought. I was like, okay, we're just going to – Moxley's already had the title a bunch of times. Brian's like kind of like he could have it whenever he wants it, but he's just kind of there. Like, let's, let's, let's build a really cool faction around Claudio and give him the world title. That's apparently not what they're doing from the best mm-hmm. of what I could, I could get. But, yeah, no, why isn't that already happened, right? Like that. that I thought he was, was Ring of Honor champion. Is he the Ring, he is of, the ring of He's the Ring of Honor heavyweight champion. Does that even matter to anybody? No. It <laughs> Tony, it Tony Khan does, as I heard on Friday Locker Room, Tony Khan doesn't even play with his Ring, uh, with his ring of Honor. <laughs> it just sits in the toy box. <laughs> uh, Untouched. Is, oh, my God. He spent was, $40 million rolling, on that. Listening to Friday Locker Room last week. You guys were masterful as always. He spent $40 million bucks on, on, on a yes, Ring of Honor? Did. Didn't Vince McMahon pay like $3 million for WCW? Yes, he did. What the fuck? Why would you spend $40 million for When you money? have deep pockets, brother. Holy crap. Damn. I mean, I'm telling you. Uh, regardless, yeah, that, that's, that's what happened. Like, uh, from a fan's perspective, it was, it was enjoyable because of the spectacle of it. Uh, there were some obvious stuff, like, I, like Kota Bushi looked really bad the entire time. He didn't run to the ring. Uh, and when he got to the ring, it was a disaster, right? And then there were the, the synchronized swimming wrestling that, that is just too much to ignore. Yeah, that right? that belongs like, in, in, in a fucking veterans hall in Reseda, California, and only there. That's, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know what? You know, it's, it's, I, get, I get crap from, from A-Track, and he's like, you used to love these guys, you know? And I, I still like the Young Bucks, you know? But I didn't see them week after week. You know, I saw them very sporadically, and I was like, man, these guys are amazing. And they are. What was the thing I used to say about them? They're a traveling act. Right. It's not a TV act. Right. Because once you've seen them for two months, you've seen them. You've seen everything they can do. Mm -hmm. 
I'm not, and I'm, that's not a bad thing. A traveling act is a fantastic. They made a living for 15 years yeah. being the traveling act. And as soon as they got signed to AEW and AEW got TV, that was my biggest concern was, well, what are they going to do after two months? Right. They've already been babies. They've already been heels. They've already been babies again. They've already been heels again. Now you put them with Kenny or you put them with Hangman or you put them with here, you put them with there. It's all the same after a while, isn't it? Right. No, it is. You know, and um, and a lot of it is is, is just you 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 know you 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 tune in and you and you see synchronized wrestling once. Okay, fine. You know, it was whatever. You let it go. But when you see it week after week after week, and then four times in one match, it's like, all right, well, you you got to stop doing this. Next next time I watch, I'm gonna sit down and literally like just pick them out. Be like, they did synchronized wrestling, and I'm gonna tell you the moves that they did so you guys can know exactly what I'm talking about because it's fucking annoying as shit. Um, regardless, um. I mean, it was it, it was definitely a spectacle. I, I recommend that you watch. If you haven't watched, go go take a look just to see Kota Ibushi be clueless uh, walking down into the ring. Yeah, I'm probably <laughs> going to check it out like, for that alone. Yeah, Bells, man. Like, you, you, <laughs> if somebody that took a Joe Biden video and put it right next to Kota Ibushi, like it would be because it was crazy. It was like, I was like, what is this guy doing? Like, what what is he doing? You know? And then, and you know how much I love Kota Ibushi. You know, maybe that's another one that I just haven't seen enough, you know, and, and I remember I used to see him in Best of the Super Juniors back in the day. And I was like, this guy is amazing. Who is this guy? You know, it was seasonal for me. You know, if you, I guess if I saw him every week, it'd be a different story. But whatever. All right. So there's that. Um, we are running short on time, guys. Let's hit the 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 shout outs real quick and then if we have time we'll we'll talk about dom dom even though we did that in the, in the beginning a little bit but it's it's all good um so shout outs for the week ladies and gentlemen thank all you right. for thank you for hitting us up and thank you for listening and uh the Striz uh summer of heat shout out <laughs> session will go on right yeah now. it's so hot that i couldn't even come up with a subject today because my brain's been boiling <laughs> so you know today's like the 30th day in a row that hasn't gone under 110 degrees Fucking nuts, bro. I don't and know. And then we still have like, maybe four or five more days, but or maybe seven more days before we get to a day that's under 110. That's nuts. It's been relentless, bro. This is the hottest summer on record. And since 19, this record's, this ticket record's been around since like the early 70s. So it stood the test of time. So we're in the, the hottest summer I have ever had here. We got in the car today to go to dinner. And inside the car was like 140 degrees. Nah, man, I asked out, bro. Ridiculous. I'm sorry, bro. Like oh, it's it, the worst. It'd be air conditioning and chill for me the entire fucking summer. Like, yeah, and well, we haven't touched our AC. It's on, but we never make it cooler or anything like that because I don't want it to be working so hard mm. that it kicks off and we we're fucked. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, it's just been it's, we have it set at 79 degrees and hallelujah, it's been staying. It's you know, I mean, at, at night like, the sun sets and the sun goes past our bedroom window. And it heats the whole upstairs up. So, like, it'll be, like, 81 or 82 when you go to bed. So it's kind of hot. But by, like, 2 or 3 in the morning, it's finally cooled off. But it takes a while. But I don't – I resist so hard when I just tap it down to, like, 72. Because <laughs> I don't want it to overheat and be like, now we have fucked. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully after this next week goes by and it goes down to a balmy, easy to handle 107, <laughs> then it'll be a little bit easier on the, uh, on the air conditioner. But anyway – Sorry about not having a question, everybody out there. We'll have another question next week. I'll just think of something th during the week. 
So if you have ideas for questions, hit me up with them and let me know what you think. What would you like to hear about the other listeners and everything? So I'm all for hearing about that kind of stuff. But uh, this week it was just simply like the tweet, get the shout out. So here we go. This is a list of 20 this week. Oh. It's pretty much like a who's who of the Wednesday locker room listeners. So it's, it's pretty cool. All right. At the top of the list, we have Scott Mahoney. What's going on, Scott? So I'm Scotty. Scott. Number two, the man who's going to be sending a private jet for us very, very soon. The palatial acreage of Horsley Estates is Craigie H. What's going on, Craigie? Craigie H. What is way, going if, if on? You're not, if you're not following Craig on Instagram, I suggest you do because he's got the barbecue going like every night of the week. So it's always kind of cool to see what he's got on the grill. I assume Craig, Craig would be H. flying the plane he'd pick us up in too. He's I think so. That kind of I fella, think so. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, By the way, Craig, hit me up because I was actually talking to my wife earlier tonight. We were wondering what it would cost to charter a private flight from he from uh, Phoenix to uh, Providence, Rhode Island. So if you could hit me up on the side and let me know, I'd appreciate that. Damn, Craig. Also, uh, just for Craig's edification, my mustache is the reason we're not on YouTube this week. Right. <laughs> Too many strikes for being sexy. Yeah. <laughs> Only for the sexy people. That's right. right. That's sure. right. Next up on the list, we have Gammy. What's going on, dude? What's up, Gammy? How you doing, brother? Up next, we have Jose Van Dam. J-V-D. <laughs> there you go. And now we have, uh, uh, yeah, I think we've had this guy one or twice before, the Chosen One, right? You guys have heard that name, right? The Chosen yeah. One? Yeah, the Chosen One. It's What's a little up, vague, but sure. What's up, Chosen One? Who chose you? That's what I want to know. Someone. All right, up next we have Jimmer Jimmer Monroe. What's going on, Jimmer? Jimmer, what's up, my buddy? How you doing? Jimmer. Dan Heffren, what's going on, my man? Dan Heff, what's going on? Uh, Bellows buddy, Mars Khalifa, what's going on, Mars? It's good, Mars. Four twenty. What's up, Mars? The guy who I, who was usually number like the first guy to be on the uh, shadow list every week, who's now all the way down to like number nine because he's been slacking off apparently. <laughs> Jay Reezy Min, what's going on, Jay Reezy? What up, Jay John, Reezy? Congratulations to, uh, to John's son. Just got his driver's license. Unfortunately yeah. for John's son, he looks remarkably like John. So, this <laughs> tough news, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what is it about Reese that we love to fucking bust this kid's balls? I don't know. It's one of my He's favorite things face, to do. Right? It's, it's one of the reasons I still do this. Listen, <laughs> I, <laughs> he and I can make fun of him because we're BOB, we're brothers of the belly. So, Nice. Yeah, but we can we can make fun of each other. By the way, stop wearing that fucking fedora. It's gay as fuck. Up next we have <laughs> the one true Bobo. What's going on, Bobo? Bobo, what's up, buddy? <laughs> Bobo's the man. Speaking of man, man dear, what's going on, man dear? Half man, half amazing. What's going on, man dear? How you doing, my dear? Very chimera. The fiendish doctor. Whoa, what's Ooh. going on, brother? Ooh. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? This might be a new name. Mike Scott. Yeah, I don't Mike know Mike Scott. Scott. I knew a Mike Scott once. Did Are you, you that Mike Scott, Mike Scott? Let's find out. Mike, shall I'm, I'm definitely the Andrew Bello. So are, are you that There's only one. That's why I put the, right? right? That's right. So there it is. Well, if this is your first time around, Mike Scott, welcome to the Wednesday locker room. We hope you have Great a lot Scott. of fun. Couldn't help us. Up <laughs> next is the infamous Michael Davis. Michael up, Davis. What is going on? How you doing? I know like seven Michael Davises. Is that weird? No. Maniac Mike Davis. Remember him from Global Wrestling back in the day? I don't. I anyway. don't either. K Bob Tech. What's going on, K Bob? What up, K Bob? What's going on? What's Evil up, Jackalopes. Evil Jackalopes. 
I never heard right. of that. I mean, I, I typically like no, my jackalopes not. not evil, but hey, right. we'll take baby face jackalopes. Baby face jackalopes, yeah. <laughs> I have a jackalope Funko Pop that's worth about a hundred bucks. <laughs> you got like nine thousand of those fucking things, dude. I got way too many. Doctor Guitar, what's going on, Doctor Guitar? Doctor Guitar. Hey, this Friday he better be put. He's been playing on Twitter. Like he'll do a clip playing the guitar and put it on Twitter. How about some funk this Friday? We have to have Friday funk, Doctor Guitar. Dope. He, he played some funky stuff a couple Fridays ago. I was like, oh man, that's just uh, funky Friday stuff right there. And I, I, I thought that was cool. So Doctor Guitar, you can start man? doing. If, oh, if you had to think of George funk, Clinton and the P Funk All Stars, I was watching a George Clinton. I've been on George Clinton for like two months now because I didn't understand the difference between Parliament and and uh, and Funkadelic. I didn't get it, so I had to watch a whole freaking documentary to uh, to explain this to me. But in the documentary, so one of the girls was talking about that she went into the studio and George Clinton was recording an album, and he said he wasn't gonna take a shower until he finished recording the album. And she said it smelled dreadful in there because then the rest of the rest of the band also did not take a shower. And, and you said, she said eventually she got used to the smell, but she's pretty positive that that's where P-Funk came from. <laughs> smell in that room. But yeah, George Clinton and P-Funk, I've been listening to. Funk Since the 90s, dude. What is it, Knee Deep? Not, not so Knee Deep, I forget the name of the song. That's that Me, Myself, and I sample from mm-hmm. David Lassol. Mm-hmm. If you listen to to the George Clinton version, the bass line is so mean on it. You can blow oh, your yeah. out on it. I love yeah. P-Funk. So that's yours. Yeah, What's so up, man. What's yours? What's my what? Your favorite funk band. Have you not my been paying attention to the I have right. not been. Mostly because I'm getting a little bit of a lag on my end. But yeah, no, I, I, I would have to. Yeah, I would have to say Parliament Funkadelic as well. No, that's all. That's all around. It's okay. kind of like, yeah, it's kind of the standard. Right. Uh, honorable. Like any, any any white dude who went to college, their favorite funk band is George. Yeah. Uh, honorable mention to uh, um, Rick James, bitch, and uh, and Prince. Anyway. For sure, for sure. That's way beyond Bellows years. That was like '83. Well, Rick James. Yeah. Rick I was three James years old. My shit, though. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I like. I do enjoy some Rick James it, from time it, to time. It, Rick it, James, it, bitch. Right, but you like music, today. Bitch. <laughs> the milk's gone bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up on the list is Andrew Bellows' KFJ best friend, Colin Weissong. Colin Next on the list is the Andrew Bellow. What's going on, That's Bellows? The Andrew Bellow. I can't help it. I like and read instantaneously. I've never quite figured out the difference between the two. And last, but certainly not least, the golden ayatollah, the man Oof. who has 447 yes. wives. That's right. Ben Hameen. That's right. Yolo. What's up? We got we got to get Ben to run in on WLR before. Oh, we... you know what? I told him he's going to come in on Wednesday locker room sometime. He said he'd love to. So yeah. let's just let's set that up soon. Right. Maybe well, maybe uh, in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm we'll, we'll, we'll have. <laughs> you should be. You should be very oh. scared. <laughs> All right, ladies and gents, that that, that that's going to do it for the week. Um, and next week we'll have a topic uh, for you guys to tweet on, and uh, and we'll talk about SummerSlam, ladies and gentlemen. How they continuously continue to screw Cody Rhodes. Will he? He he's backed himself into a corner. You know, he 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 did a whole a whole promo about how he has to embarrass Brock Lesnar. 
So let's see how that works out. Are you glad you're not the guy that has to go out there and do that promo? (laughs) Right? I'm going to embarrass you. I'd say what? Oh, fuck. Yeah, I was like, shit, dude. Oh, well. (laughs) But the crowd was still behind him. So uh, props to Cody Rhodes, man. Still doing his thing. Um, I I downloaded his theme song this week because somebody was playing it on the train and I was like, I got to download that. And there's an acoustic version of it too on iTunes. It's fucking dope. Um, so there's that strangler, Steve, if you don't win the mega millions, you will be here next week. If you win the mega millions, I, you know, I, I wouldn't blame you. If, if I will if, be here next week, if I win the mega be, millions. be here next week. Regardless. <laughs> I, I, I love to gloat. Hey, Steven man. El Millonario, like Nacho El Millonario. Yes, right. exactly. Tell him what's no, up. Chris. No, what's it'll up? be uh, Steven El Millonario, but I'll also be known as, uh, Cicosis Tres. Nice. <laughs> if you don't get that. I don't know what to tell you. You're but already Philly Ray does, and that's pitch. pretty much all I wanted to pop. So that was pretty good. <laughs> Love it. So, yeah. So if you're not following me already, please do so on the X at Strangler Steve underscore. Nice. And uh, on next Tuesday, I will throw a uh, an X asking some random question about something. We'll see what I can come up with this week, or the boys will give me a you know an idea, or one of you fine listeners might come up with a great idea. So hit me up and let me know. And other than that, maybe you know we'll, we'll ask everybody their their um, SummerSlam predictions or something like that, and uh, have a fun time next week talking about that. I love SummerSlam; it's my second favorite pay per view. Actually, yeah, third, let's call it the third because I I have to say Rumble and Mania. It doesn't get any better than that, but uh, but it's definitely up there as, as one of the best shows of the year. Yeah, and it's the party of the summer. It's gonna be a fun time. So we'll have fun talking about that next week. And uh, yeah, like I said, follow me at Steve underscore. We'll uh, have some fun. The Andrew Bello. What's up, bud? I am. Uh, you could find me not watching wrestling, apparently, because it was news to me that SummerSlam was coming up this weekend. And uh, and I missed all of the blood and all of the guts, although it was good to know that it was approved. Oh, OK, two weekends. All right. So I've got a couple of weeks to maybe try and catch up. Um, yeah, I've got I've got the Twitter or I guess oh, I'm sorry, Twitter X, X, the X.com. You can go X.com slash the Andrew Bello and uh, learn all about yours truly and uh, my raps, my opinions on comic books and things of the like. And then I usually retweet anything. I mean, I mean, media related that I see as it comes across the wire. So uh, that's the place for all of those things. And uh, a little bit of homework for the Mark Tards, the Mark Lars, and the lovers Ooh. of Clark Bars. Roll back. Um, in, 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 in absence of a question this week, I'm going to suggest to everybody, only because I actually did this recently and it already kind of like came back to me, which is just very cool. Um, reach out to someone random from your past you haven't talked to in a long time. So yours truly reached out to some random dude I haven't talked to in a long time who I went to college with, which is now fucking 15, 20 years ago at this point, which is all just fucking terrifying. Um, So, yeah, it was a dude I met freshman year at college. He's a rapper. So you can imagine why I reached out to him. Um, We and sure enough, found a SoundCloud, his SoundCloud. We connected through that. Boom. We're texting all last week and sent each other T-shirts. So, yeah. Cool. very yeah very kind of cool that we just connected on that he actually knows like logan's mother that's like we all met around the same time oh, so neat. that was uh he, it was it was kind of cool kind of catching up on all that front too um so not only did that was that a, a cool interaction but like less than a week later another friend who i haven't heard from in a long time hit me up so i'm interested to see if this works for everybody else so do that let us know if somebody then reaches out to you or if this connection was in any way meaningful to your 
oh so meaningless lives. Mm-hmm. Oh, so. <laughs> well, yeah, to, to your point, I, I've I've seen several people that I hadn't seen for years last week. Several, you know, wow. I, like I went back to my old job, um, first time in five years, um, and and the place was totally different looking. It it, it looked amazing actually, um, but I got to see some people that I hadn't seen in a long time, and and I had I had lunch with a friend of mine that I hadn't seen in forever also like, so, so that, that those things have happened, you know, which is, which is good uh, to, to catch up with people, but you know, um, I don't want any more friends, you know? So if, if you haven't what? hit me up, don't, don't hit me up. Don't, if you, if you don't, you know, if, you, if you're listening to me on air right now and you're like, damn, I remember Billy Ray from high school and, and it took you this long to hit me up. Don't hit me up. I don't want to hear from you. I don't hear from you. <laughs> All right. Let's get up out of here. Screw you. Screw you. And, and your life, okay. however you're living. That's it. What's up, everybody? Billy Ray, Billy Ray Valentine, Mecca G, Billy the Kid. St- Steve gave, gave me another one, and I forgot the name. Ice Ice Cold Johnson. Ice something. Wall. Ice Wall. Ice Wall Valentine, ladies and gents. I, I will be live at Flattober, Flattoberfest this October in Las Vegas. That's October 20th and the 21st. I will be there along with Mark Devlin. I'm going to be his plus one. It's going to be dope. Oh, also, shit. September September 9th. I knew right I forgot here. to book my Flattoberfest tickets. Damn it. No, you fucked up. You fucked. <laughs> but don't worry about it. I got you. I'm going to get you guys. Somebody should invite that. Tucker Carlson. He said that if somebody could provide proof of its flatness, he will amplify it. So I, well, I would I would love to talk to, to talk to Tucker. And, and uh, I'd probably get thrown out of Flattoberfest, Flattoberfest if that happened. But uh, regardless, <laughs> um, it'd be great. It would be great. I, I'd be all for it. Um, September 9th, uh, Free World NYC. If you're interested, I'm going to be there. Tony Arterburn, Charlie Robinson, Richard Gage presenting on September 11th. Uh, Don Jeffries, a uh, few others um, will, will, will be there. Come uh, get, get your tickets and come join us. So, When's the date of that again, Billy Ray? September 9th. Saturday, September 9th. Thank you, sir. All right. We're getting up out of here. Uh, let me play us out. This is for the Professor Chabella Villa Cruz who uh, suggested that we talk about our favorite 90210 character. So we're playing this to go out. Peace. Peace. Oh, shit, I forgot. Hey, Bells. What's that? I'll catch your punk ass down the road. All right, that's fine. I got to go watch 90210 now. (laughs) (laughs) I like big kitties. He does, and big old bitties. We're getting up out of here. Talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. Boom.